Today we're talking about raising the remnant of God. Because, you know, the Bible says, And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and be not afraid of their terror. Neither be trouble, troubled, but sanctify the Lord, the Lord God in your heart. And be always ready to give that answer. You've been made an overcomer with the word of your testimony. That's the hope in great hopelessness. And that overcomes fear, death, violence. God's got a hope and promise. The hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience. Whereas they speak evil of you as an evildoer, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better if it is better if the will of God be so that you suffer for well doing than for evil doing. This little gospel of Jesus. Be not weary in well doing for you. You reap what you sow if you faint not. How do you faint not? After being rebuked, chastened, and then pummeled through spirits that try to oppress, fatigue, trash, and drain you. And then you rise from the dead. And that's the example that you do have with Christ. What glory is it if you, when you're buffeted for your faults, you should take it patiently? But if, when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is the acceptable God. For even hereunto you were called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving for us an example. Jesus learned obedience the things that he suffered that you should follow his steps well the steps of a good man are ordered by God and this is how he raises the remnant this is how he separates the wheat from the tear this is how a spiritual harvest that takes down the enemy as he lifts you up into heavenly places in this world, not of this world. Jesus said, I am not of this world. Therefore, your power doesn't come from man. Acceptance doesn't come from man. All of sin fell short of the glory. There's only one way back in the glory in his presence. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. That's why they are astonished at his doctrine. Because his doctrine was with power, and the religious couldn't understand how he could sit there in fellowship, break bread, eat, and bless the sinner, the reprobate, or the publican. They, they said he had, they had a devil. Well, if they called the master of the house Beelzebub, or a devil, blaspheming him the whole way 
into heaven. There's your way out in atonement as he's raising the remnant in his blood in the New Testament of the gospel. Through him, take of my body and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. Take, drink my blood, eat my flesh. This is the gospel of the New Testament that washes you clean from your sins through Christ's omnipresent, resurrected body by his quickened spirit from the dead that is holy. So that's how the privilege is or the exclusivity of it is that don't grow on trees. The remnant of God, it, and, and that's why at times, at your best, your righteousness is as filthy rags, so you dry not closer unto God in the trials of your faith. You can't put this wine in that old life. You can't sow this piece of vintage wine that washes away your sinful nature and go back Live in your sinful nature. And that's how you work out your salvation with fear and trembling because judgment must begin at the house of God. And if the God, godly scarcely be saved, how much more are the ungodly and the sinner? And once you've been purged of that and you become anew, there's your testimony because only the new creature avails anything with God. That's the loveliness of God. So a prophet's not accepted in his own, with his own. That's why Jesus did barely anything with his own, because they questioned, they disbelieved. How can this great power be given into a, a man? And while they're sitting there surmising, rejecting, mocking, and questioning, God turns to the downtrodden, or the pure in heart in his divine love and touches them. It's really a touch of eternity. Eternal life through that man, Jesus Christ. Now what wouldn't you do to have one touch of peace and healing from what vexes you, stresses you, and keeps you up at night, trembling in your body, not getting the relief. There's only one way out, and that's in his peace of mind, being touched with his virtue. See, when he prepares the remnant, it's like Anna was 84 years old when she got the... She was prepared for over eight decades to see the Messiah. Then it was okay. She got total comfort. And then after that prophetic moment, prepared from the foundations of the earth, that's what she was here for. And that's what made her whole life ready for that moment. As I tell you the truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of, of Elijah. 
when the heavens were shut up for three years and six months, when great famine was throughout the land. But none of them but one, the widow of Zarephath, a woman that was a widow ready to die in the famine, but prepared to give her last morsel. Raising a remnant means you're the one chosen out of that furnace of affliction. God's a theocracy. There's no other way to the throne but through God. There are many lepers in the time of Elisha. But none was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. That's why the world is, gets filled with wrath. Persecuted, accused, the accuser of the brethren, sown discord. Because they don't want to lose their enriched, self-centered, sodish power. But God always makes a way out. Not till your time, folks. But he passing through the midst of them went his way as they're trying to throw him down a hill headlong, the Bible says. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's how he avenges his very elect. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, pestilence. All the above. Who should lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies you. If you're listening to my voice right now, that's why you're being prepared. What abides alive in His Word is faith, hope, and love. You don't have to see through a glass darkly. The veil can be lifted right now with one touch. If you seek, you're going to find. If you ask, it'll be given. If you knock, that door is going to be open to the dimensional, translated glory. Once your eyes see that, the remnant that he's raising, you'll never be the same. In whom we have obtained an inheritance being predestined. According to the purpose of him which work all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. The word of truth, the word of hope, and the gospel of everlasting life. I'm Andrew Lacombe. Raising the remnant of God on Double Eagles Radio Network.